Hello, we are up to Genesis 32. Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. When he saw them, Jacob said, this is God's army. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messages in front of him to Esau, his brother, to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. He commanded them saying, this is what you shall tell my Lord Esau. This is what your servant Jacob says. I have lived as a foreigner with Laban and stayed until now. I have cattle, donkeys, flocks, male servants and female servants. I have sent to tell the Lord that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you and 400 men are with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and was distressed. He divided the people who were with him along with the flocks, the herds and the camels into two companies. He said, if Esau comes to the one company and strikes it, then the company which is left will escape. Jacob said, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, Yahweh who said to me, return to your country and to your relatives and I will do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the loving kindnesses and of all the truth which you have shown to your servant. For with just my staff, I crossed over this Jordan and now I have become two companies. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and strike me and the mothers with the children. You said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which can't be counted because there are so many. He stayed there that night and took from that which he had with him a present for Esau, his brother, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camels and their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 foals. He delivered them into the hands of his servants, every herd by itself, and said to his servants, pass over before me, and put a space between herd and herd. He commanded the foremost saying, when Esau my brother meets you and asks saying, whose are you? Where are you going? Whose are these before you? Then you shall say, these are your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my Lord Esau. Behold, he is behind us. He commanded also the second and the third and all that followed the herd saying, this is how you shall speak to Esau when you find him. You shall say, not only that, but behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. And afterward, I will see his face and perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed over before him and he himself stayed that night in the camp. He rose up that night and took two wives and his two servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the stream and sent them over that which he had. Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he didn't prevail against him, the man touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. The man said, let me go for the day breaks. Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. He said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. 
He said, why is it that you ask what my name is? So he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed over Peniel and he limped because of his thigh. Therefore, the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. These chapters in Genesis just interest me so much. Jacob and his family, they're all going along, they're going back. They come to a place called Mahanaim where they see angels and God is in the place. It's God's army. I, like, I love that, the name of that place, Mahanaim. And I even named my family trust that, the Mahanaim Trust. And uh, here, he, you know, this, he names it two camps. The, I think the na- name Mahanaim means two camps because he split his family into two groups. But the revelation that I had was that the two camps was him camping with God and God camping with him. And that's the way I've always wanted to live my life, living it with God and God living it with me. I think it's fabulous. In this chapter, we see the second of Jacob's three adversaries. So Jacob's got these three people that he fights with. He's just had a big, um, you know, his first adversary was Laban. And we've been talking about Laban who deceived him. Laban came after him to get him, but God gave him a dream and said, leave Jacob alone. And Jacob was afraid of Laban. That's why he, he snuck off without saying anything. That was the first adversary. But the, the third adversary is Esau. He hears that Esau is coming to meet him with an army of 400 men. And he says he was greatly afraid. If you knew that an army of 400 men was coming to visit you, you'd have to say, why? There's no other reason an army of 400 would come to meet you except they intend to put an end to you. So Jacob has reasons to be terrified. So he starts thinking, what can he do? So he does, he splits everyone into these two camps, you know, thinking that maybe if one gets attacked, the other will escape. That's a practical thing. And uh, he does another practical thing. He, he organizes gifts and he sends gifts ahead to his brother and he thinks he can appease his brother. And that's a profoundly wise thing to do. Later on in um, the book of Proverbs, you know, Solomon talks about gifts making a way for the giver. And you know, Jacob, all the early stories of Jacob, he was always one that tried to take things off his brother sneakily. Well, here he's just, he's doing the complete opposite and I think that on one hand, that d- just shows Esau that he's, this brother of mine's different. He's changed. And um, so, you know, these are all the practical things he does. But then he prays. And you, you can see the first thing he's do- he does is he's praying. And he says to God, he reminds God of his promises. And he says, you said that you would look after me. You said I would return to my father's house. And he uses the Lord's words to remind the Lord of the Lord's obligations. And that's what we have to do as Christians. When we go to prayer, the Lord's given us promises. We have a Bible. And, um, and I, you know, we take the words of the scripture and we say to the Lord, this is what you have said. And um, we use his words, not against him, because we're not against the Lord, but we use his words to remind the Lord. And it's not that he's forgotten, but the Lord likes a good argument. That's what my dad, John, always says. He says, you've got to, at times... You know, put a good case before the Lord. <laughs> it's like he's, the, he's a judge and he is our judge and you've got to come like a good lawyer and you've got, to, you've got to be determined. You've got to put a good case forward and Jacob does it. He says, Lord, you said that you would do these things and he's, he, he, 
He's wrestling with God in prayer, but next thing, a man appears and he's wrestling for real. And this is the second of his adversaries. The third is Esau, the first is Laban. Here's this adversary in the middle that he wrestles with. And it turns out that this adversary is none other than the Lord, um, some kind of a physical appearing of God. And Jacob wrestles with him all night long and won't let him go. And eventually, it's, it's the sun is coming up and... and um, the, the man says, let me go. And Jacob says, I will not unless you bless me. And so he gets blessed. And the, the stranger, the man says, what's your name? And he says, Jacob. And he says, from now on, your name is Israel because you've wrestled with God and you've won. So Jacob is blessed. And then he goes out to meet Esau, and which we're going to read about in the next chapter. So he's got these three adversaries, but the middle adversary is the Lord. And Jacob wrestles with the Lord all night long, and then the Lord changes his name. And this is the calling that's on us. We are called to wrestle with the Lord. There are times in our lives when we've got things that we're up against that we just can't, we can't defeat. We need to go to the Lord in prayer, as Jacob did, and we need to wrestle with him. And maybe we need to do it all night long until we break through. But we also see in this that the Lord changed his name and by doing so, changed his identity. By taking away the name Jacob, he was basically saying, you're no longer that deceiving person. You're no longer someone that tries to get ahead by, by you know, grabbing the heel and pulling back. And we see that Jacob did change. He's now a wiser man. He's just given gifts to his brother. He's, he's thoughtful. You know, um, he's not perfect. He still has faults, but he's a changed person. And then the name Israel enters into the Bible from this point on, and it's many, many, many things. It's the children of Israel. It's the tribes of Israel. It's the, the nation of Israel. It's, it's the divided nation and the, the united nations of Israel. It's the spiritual Israel. Even the Lord himself is our Israel. You know, Israel, our hope. It's, it's part of our identity because we are people who wrestle with God. And so Israel is the name of this one guy, but it becomes a theme. goes through the whole Bible and it comes to speak to us so richly about so many things. And of course, it's now even a country in the world today as well. So many things. And so we've got a, the beginning of a huge theme right here in Scripture. I think in this chapter, what we're, being, what we're being shown is that we too are called to wrestle with God. And I want you to think right now, what's the biggest struggle you've got in your life right now? Well, you know what it is. It's time to go and take it to the Lord and wrestle with him until there's a breakthrough. So Lord, we ask right now that we'd have the grace to wrestle with you as Jacob. Lord, he was so desperate. He just felt he couldn't do anything else. Well, Lord, give to us such a determination in our prayers and in our walk with you, that we will not let you go until we have that breakthrough. In Jesus' name.